Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. God, oh, we thank you for your word. Um, thank you for your word that you've placed on my heart for today, uh, for such a time as this. Lord, for this Sunday, Holy Spirit. And Father, um, Lord, we want to ask for you to do all that you want to do today through your word and through people's hearts. And I do pray, Father, um, that every heart, Lord, will be um, taking something away from it, Lord. And Jesus, we honour you. um, We bless you. We thank you for your word. And we thank you that you are indeed alive. And this is your living word we come to today. Bless it, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, so when I was in my 20s, uh, I was fortunate enough to get into a program um, called the JET, JET Program. You may have never heard of it or you may have heard of it, which is a, a program developed by Japan and it's actually still running, um, promoting international exchange between uh, their country and nations all around the world. And in our training, we were told we were ambassadors and whenever the schools or our community officials needed us Uh, We were expected to speak about Australia, our culture, our way of living. And before I went over there, I remember making up resources, um, you know, with pictures of what an Australian home looked like, um, what we ate in Australia, what animals we have in Australia, anything representing Australia, I was, you know, bundling it up. And whenever the foreigners over there got all together, we just talked about our home country. And uh, we, we taught them Aussie slang, that was fun. Uh, We hung things in our home that was uh, from Australia. So whenever people entered our home, they could tell straight away we were Aussies. Um, There was Vegemite in our cupboard. People loved our Aussie accent. And for some reason, this happens when you hang around foreigners or from different countries. You just start to lay on the Aussie accent a little bit thicker. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, just to say, yeah, I am Australian. And you just just put that twang in there a bit thicker. Um, But we enjoyed... Uh, being ambassadors for Australia, you know, representing um, our country on this, on this program. Um, you might be in a workplace at the moment and they're training you uh, with all the information to represent their company well. Um, so, you know, you've, you've got the T-shirt, you're wearing their hat. Uh, if you're lucky, they might throw in a car with the logo on the side. Um, you're learning all the lingo. And you, you might not be known as an ambassador, but more like a representative um, in this role. So I just want to go to the word ambassador because um, it has a few meanings. Uh, if you're wondering, if you're young, you've never heard this word before, if you're, if you're wondering what it means. First um, meaning is a diplomatic agent of the highest rank accredited to a foreign government appointed for a special and often temporary diplomatic assignment. Um, an authorised representative or messenger, an unofficial representative. Have you ever considered yourself as an ambassador? You might be sitting there thinking, no, I'm not an ambassador. I don't live in a foreign land representing my country. Um, I've never been out of Australia, so no, I don't. Or you might be thinking, nah, that's way out of my league, sorry. But what if I told you today that there was another kind of ambassador, a little bit different to the story that I just shared. What if I told you that 
there was a kind of ambassador that brought glory not to themselves or a company's name, but to God. That this ambassador leaves the old life behind, that this kind of ambassador might look crazy at times to others, that this ambassador will be given messages to share with others. Would you want in? Well, majority of this room are followers of Christ. And when we say yes to following Jesus, you have been given a role, a new identity. You are now God's ambassador. How seriously we take this role, however, might look different to each and every one of us. And hopefully over time, if you're willing to walk in this role, you'll grow little and little um, in it. And I want to take us to a chunk of scripture today that, that talks about this role, and I'm going to be pulling out some characteristics and responsibilities of it. Now, when we hear that word responsibilities, you know, as adults, we're like, oh, you roll your eyes, don't you, or yawn, and you're like, no, I hate responsibilities. But like that classic line in Spider-Man says, with great power comes great responsibility. So if we are wanting to walk in God's power and authority, there are responsibilities as well. So we're going to head to um, a New Living Translation today, and it's titled, We Are God's Ambassadors, and it's 2 Corinthians 5, verse 11. And let me read. It's up on the screen. Because we understand, and this is from Paul, sorry, writing to the Corinthians, and there's some things in us for, it, for us today. Verse 11, because we understand our fearful responsibility to, to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere and I hope you know this too. Are we commending ourselves to you again? No, we are giving you a reason to be proud of us so we can answer those who brag about having a spectacular ministry rather than having a sincere heart. If it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. Let's just pull some stuff out of this. Firstly, two characteristics of being God's ambassador is being convicted and compelled. So Paul here states his belief, and this can become ours too, that Christ died for all, for everyone. And this is a conviction that must be rooted down deep in our hearts, like it was in Paul's. Christ died for all. The little old lady down the street, he died for. The grumpy old lady up the street, he died for. The student that comes into your class that listens, he died for. The student that comes into class and he gives you grief, he died for. He dies for the people that's sitting in a prison and he dies for people that sits out of the prison. He dies for people that are in a community that know Jesus. He has died for people in a community that don't know Jesus. He has died for all. And this conviction has to be rooted down deep in our hearts. 
And my kids um, just, you know, gearing up to leaving soon. They've had so many interesting conversations at their public high school. The most recent one was last week. And uh, Charlie came home and, and she just explained what happened in class. And, and uh, someone asked her, Charlie, you know, what are you doing over there? And she responded, well, missionaries. And then they asked, what's that? And before Charlie could respond, another student guessed, well, it's someone who shares Jesus, right? And then they added, oh, so you're going over to force your religion onto other people's religion that they've had for years and centuries and decades. Interesting thought. So we had a chat about that at at home. And if we look at this passage in the NIV translation, it actually says, for Christ's Love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all. And as God's ambassadors, we are compelled by love. We're compelled by love to share God's love to those who he died for. There will be no force necessary because that's not how God operates. God is love. And he is a God who blesses us. And we are God's ambassadors serving others in love. Psalm 67 says, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. I've heard a lot of responses about Japan uh, since we've been sharing it with many people. Um, Some say it's a hard nut to crack. Um, could you have chosen any other country? Why Japan? Um, It's such hard ground. Well, I've come to the conclusion that Japan isn't a nut that needs cracking. Um, So I don't use that language anymore for that nation or, or anyone, really. And it's a nation filled with millions of people who God loves. So where to go and love and serve them in Christ? And when we know and understand and receive God's love for ourselves, we're convicted and then we're compelled to serve others humbly in love. We no longer live for ourselves. We love God and we love and we serve others. Whose love compels your life's choices? Is it God's? And what has Christ's love compelled you to do recently. Let's keep reading this passage. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, how differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Another characteristic of being God's ambassador is walking in the new life. And when we accept Jesus into our hearts, the Bible says we become a new creation. The old life has gone and the new life has begun. And we hear of stories, don't we, of people throwing some things away from their old life, walking away from toxic influences or environments and cutting off what was, making room for the new. That happens. Some things we can be delivered from in an instant. 
when Jesus enters our heart. Other things can take time as God's Spirit transforms us to become more and more like Jesus. This is a lifetime journey with God, growing more and more like Him and walking in His ways. And we can talk to God about things we might struggle with and ask for His help in walking in the new. And we listen to Him in His promptings of what to say goodbye to, what He doesn't want you to be engaged with anymore or participate in. And Paul also says, we also to look at people differently, not from a human point of view. It's like we're wearing new lenses and seeing how God views people. It's also good to remind yourself that with this new life, you're dead to self. Now, that's a crazy term. If you've come to church for the first time and they're like, dead to self? Like, I know, it's big. It's just meaning life changes from revolving around me, myself, and I. And that comes off the throne and Jesus comes and sits in his right, right place. Let's keep, yeah, let's keep reading this passage of being an ambassador. And all of this, all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. To him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we made right with God through Christ. We have a responsibility as ambassadors of God. We do. And God has given us the task of reconciling people to Him. Without Christ in your heart, you're disconnected from the living God. And as Christians, we're His messengers with the help of Holy Spirit reuniting people who are far from God back to himself. And if you're a Christian wondering what your purpose is in life, see yourself as God's ambassador. And wherever you're working, you can bring this role into the other. If you're a school teacher, think of yourself walking into your school as God's ambassador. If you're a teacher aide, do the same. I heard of someone driving to work asking the Lord for a word of knowledge uh, for someone for their day at their workplace. And they ended up bumping into a school mum and shared the encouragement with them and it really touched them. There was tears. God was at work. If you're a stay-at-home mum or dad, you can be God's ambassador to your family and your neighbours. There's a mum that comes to hope and she serves so beautifully in her neighbourhood. And a team of us from chapel went and prayer walked up her street just so we could bless what God was already doing through her. And she was home the day that we did that and we got to pray for her and her ministry in her neighbourhood at her front gate and just to bless what the Lord was doing. She's God's ambassador in her street. Are there any people in your life God might be wanting you to reach out to? He might be wanting to use you to bring an encouragement, share his goodness to someone, reunite them with God. And sometimes we can just sit back and wait for it to happen and, and, and wait for God to send them to us. We can do that. 
But I think his heart is also for us to reach out to them, to go and walk across a room or go and walk across a street or say hi across a table and to help people, um, help him draw people back to himself. The Lord has assignments and tasks for each one of us, each one of us. Do you have to be a perfect person to be an ambassador for God? Absolutely not. We are all imperfect people. However, holiness, obedience, reliance on God, hospitality, faithfulness, prayerfulness are all characteristics of God's ambassadors. You have a, if you're a believer in this room, you have a high calling from God as God's ambassador. There may, you're, a spokes, you're a spokesperson for him because we speak for Christ. And this means there'll be things God wants us to say to people around us. There may also be conversations you may have to shut down or walk away from to guard your heart. If you're a believer in the room, I want to encourage you to ta- today to take your role seriously as God's ambassador. He's given it to you. What message is in your heart? What do you speak about often? You'll find the things that you love and are passionate about are usually the things you talk about. And pray if those things are things that also please the Lord as well. Today, I wanted to ask you if you have found peace with God in your heart. Has your heart been reconciled with His reunited with his. Let me, let me share, you, share a story uh, from my week this week. Just a, just a few days ago, I was finishing up work and, uh, and I was packing up my things and I had quite a lot of them and one of them was my laptop. And I got in the car and Charlie was with me and we walked in the car and I put everything in the car and I drove home. And uh, when I got home, and I got the things out of my car, I was like, where's my laptop? I'm like, Charlie, where's my laptop? She goes, no, mum, you definitely were carrying your laptop and you definitely put it in your car. It, you put it, I saw you, you put it in the car. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I went, I went outside, went to the car, looked around, looking for my laptop, no laptop. I'm like, looked again, looked again, and I just started thinking, oh, no, especially when I've just finished writing a sermon. I'm like, oh, no, no laptop. So I was like, okay, it's not in my car, so I'll have to just get back in the car. So on my drive from Narangba back to here, all these thoughts just came flooding in my head. Oh, my goodness, I think I left it on top of the car. Like, I think I left it on top of the car. And so I'm driving and the thoughts coming Okay, all right, it's on, it's on the road somewhere. Someone's probably picked it up. Um, now they've got my laptop. There's important documents in my lap. There's signatures in my laptop. I was just having a bit of a freak, like, like serious freak. And I'm, I'm driving and these thoughts just come flooding in. And um, I'm like, I've lost my laptop. I've got one week of work left to go. And now I have to have a conversation with the boss going, I've lost my laptop. Like, that's not going to be fun. And so flooding in, right, driving away. And then I caught it. I caught that flood of thoughts. And I, and I just felt, it was Holy Spirit, I'm, like I just shifted gears 
and thought, heck no, that's my laptop. <laughs> so I started praying and I just said, in Jesus' name, wherever that laptop, laptop is right now, I claim that back. That is my laptop, nobody else's in Jesus' name. And that was my prayer from, from, you know, down pit road. That is my laptop in Jesus' name. I claim that back. I want that back. That is mine. Came to the driveway. No laptop on the road. And I'm like, oh, no. No, no laptop in the, the driveway. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, I visited this house. Maybe I'll have to start driving back, looking on the road. And I got to the front door of the office and I thought, I'll just check I'll just check the inside the office. But Charlie said, you know, I definitely had it. So I opened up the door and I, I looked in and there was my laptop sitting on the desk, one of the desks. Now, no one was around at church this time, but I yelled out a mighty yes. I was like, yes, 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 yes. And I picked up that laptop and for the first time in my life, I hugged my laptop. <laughs> and I hugged it like this. Thankfully, no one was around. I just hugged it like this, going, thank you, Lord, for my laptop. I'm hugging it, going, thank you, Jesus. And I got back in the car with my laptop. As I drove away, the Father, it, I just thought, man, this is the Father's heart. You know, look at how... Look how much my heart was so happy over a, a silly object. A silly object, it's just an object. Imagine how happy the father's heart is when his son and daughter comes back. That they were lost and now that they're found. Imagine how happy he is that day when they come back to God. And as I drove away, i like, wow, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God says to you today, because this verse popped in my mind as I was driving back, when I was thinking about that, going, man, the Father's heart's so happy when someone comes home, comes home. This verse popped in my head, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine powerful verse. And my prayer for all of us today is twofold, twofold. If you're a believer here today, I hope this has helped you understand a little bit more about the role you have been given as God's ambassadors representing Christ in the world today and to step into that fullness of what God has for you. Convicted and compelled, the old life has gone, the new life is here, and you're a speaker for Jesus. Now more than ever, now more than ever, we are to be unashamedly bold for Jesus Christ. Wherever you walk, you represent Christ with His power and His authority and His love. And God is making His appeal to the world through us, through us. That's a powerful truth. As believers, we are all in ministry. John 15, 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Another group of people who may be listening and you want to 
come back to God today. I would love you to just acknowledge this today by coming down the front with a friend and and saying a prayer with either myself or another person on our prayer team. And it's as simple as this today, that if you do decide and you want to, that you come down and say, I want to come back to God today. And, And we can pray for you and we can give you a small blessing to take for your journey. Let's stand, and I'd love to pray. Father God, we thank, I thank you, Lord, for the believers in this room, Jesus, and I thank you, Father, that they are ambassadors of you. And Lord, may you put things afresh on their heart for them to see this role seriously and to take it seriously. And I pray, Lord, for the weeks and months and years ahead that wherever you have planted them, Lord, that they walk in this power and they walk in this role by you. We thank you, Holy Spirit. And Father, I pray for anyone in this room or listening online or will so in the future, and they've walked away from God. And they may have walked away from God for decades. Father God, you are pleading with them today through Paul's words, come back to God. Today, he's saying to you, come back to me, son. Come back to me, daughter. And I thank you, Jesus, that as as your arms are open wide, just just like that heart when they, that laptop was found, I thank you, Jesus, that, that you're a father who has his arms wide open and you're filled with love. And you are saying, you are mine. You are mine. I see you. Father God, may today, may today be that day for someone here today. Lord, we thank you for the love of the Father's heart. We thank you for the grace, no matter what we've done, Your grace runs deeper. When when sin runs deep, your grace is deeper. No matter what we've done, Father, your love and your grace and your forgiveness and mercy are waiting. So Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you that you're a Father who loves us dearly and wants all of his children to return to him. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.